Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 123. With the Premiership season showing no signs of cooling down, we take a look at the upcoming games and we pick Woods one to watch this weekend. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, Probably a short and sweet one this week. Uh, we've got a few things to go over, what's going on in the Premiership, uh, a few other bits, and, and a few of you have reached out to ask some questions, uh, make some comments, so we'll go through that. But of course, before any of it, I'm going to introduce you to my co-host, as always, Dan. How are you, mate? I'm very good, mate. How are you? Uh, I'm very well. I'm very well. It's been busy. I'm, I, uh, people don't know this, but I work in the travel industry, so it's, uh, it's all gearing up for summer, so I think things are pretty busy at the moment. Wow! Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Good <laughs> yeah, exciting. good. I should good really, stuff. I, I should really make my business uh, a sponsor of this show, but um, that's not what we're about. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We What's we want to keep it real. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I think what, I'll start with with these comments that have come through. Um, we'll go through those, and then we can move on to what's going on in the Premiership and uh, and anything else that you want to discuss. Um, so the first. First thing, a little question. Here we go. This is a nice way to start off. This is from Toby Oliver. He sent this on Twitter and he says, question for the pod. Why is it in the European rugby competitions the players don't have their names on their shirts? Um, I have I, I have no idea. I suspect, <laughs> I, I suspect about, I know with European, there's something about um, they dictate the, I think the European rugby dictate which shirts are going to be worn. So I think it may just be a logistical nightmare to do that. I mean, if we're going to think about this from a, you know, we don't know the answer, we're going to try and come up with a good one. I suppose if you're if you're comparing, you know, a lot of people ask the question, why do rugby players not have their names on their shirts where uh, footballers do? I think one of the big things is that in rugby, the number represents the position. And I know that people move around, but obviously in football, you've got, you know, people with... I mean, generally speaking, there's a bit of a rule. There used to be a, a, a kind of a rule, but it doesn't really exist anymore in the same way. Whereas in rugby, if you're wearing number 15, you are the fullback. If you're wearing number 10, you are the fly half. You might change positions during the game, but at the start, that's the way it's going to work. So I suppose there's an element of it's less important to know the name, um, although that's starting to change. Well, I, I also, I, I really hope we don't go down that football route where you suddenly got, you know, someone wearing 27 or something because that's yeah. their squad number. Um, so, yeah, be, be honest, the answer is we don't know. But we are we are happy to wildly speculate. Wildly speculate and claim that we are absolutely correct in our speculation. The European thing, I think, is correct, though. I'm sticking by that. What your reasoning for? Well, I mean, that was that was his question. So, you know, do you do you feel like you've answered it? I feel like I have. I feel like I bossed that one. <laughs> you bossed it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, another positive. Uh, this is from Tom Fussell, who has reached out to us in the past, uh, and you'll like this one, Dan. He says, "Fellas, I'll be touring with a club in my area in early May, and I'll be flying into and out of London. Not really sure where Rugby HQ is located. I think he means ours, as opposed to Twickenham." Uh, but I'd be really interested in grabbing a beer with you if the opportunity is there. The opportunity is there, Tom. <laughs> Where Dan is concerned, the opportunity will always be there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, for sure, sure, absolutely, mate. Um, Just don't bank don't... on more than two or three, otherwise you're carrying Dan home. 
<laughs> I'm going on the tour, mate. Um, yeah, Tom, uh, drop us an email with the details. Obviously, we can't guarantee because we don't know exactly when it is and things. But no, if we're about, we'd love to. Cool. And then this one, slightly more sombre note, but I thought I'll read it out because you know we, we are um, we're here to to discuss everything that people have to say. And this is, I think, in response. Well, not I think. This is in response to your passionate. Um, I don't know what the right word is, but your your passionate display in our last episode regarding um, Maggie Alfonsi. Yeah. Um, and this is from Stewie on YouTube. Believe it or not, we actually get people listening to us on YouTube. They basically <laughs> sit there and watch a blank screen and just listen to us. But um, awesome. know, we'll take our listeners wherever we can get them. Uh, and Stewie says, this is all well and good and no offence, but why does Maggie Alfonsi have to always commentate on the Wales games on ITV? Can she not commentate on England's games? Also, can you imagine the uproar if England were playing and they were cutting to non-Evans all the time? You English would go fucking mental. And now for a view from Pitchside, Wales' most capped female rugby player, non-Evans. So this is I, uh, the reason I wanted to, to read it out. I, is, I don't think this covers what we what I got annoyed about. Well, you got you got annoyed about people saying that... that women have no place in rugby. Women have no place in rugby. And obviously that those comments came off the back of... Maggie Alfonsi being a commentator. So, so, so Maggie Alfonsi was on. No, Maggie. The comments came from Maggie Alfonsi on Brian Moore's podcast, and she was asked a direct question. She, it's not like she's sort of, um, you know, it's not like she's giving a gripe or anything. And actually, I, I disagree. I, I like I like Maggie Alfonsi as a commentator. So, like I say, I'm not suggesting that uh, he is correct or that we, you know. I'm digging myself a hole here. I don't mean there's no reason to be digging a hole. Um, I guess he, his point is: Do we want, as fans, to see like for like? So, do we want the guys who have been in the shirt commentating on the game in question? No bullshit. No. If you're a rugby expert, you're a rugby expert. Yeah, you might want some more recent ones. Like it's good having Sam Warburton because he was close to the current Wales mm-hmm. squad, but. If you've got John O'Dare or Delalio or even Johnny, they don't know this England team. You know, they haven't played for a while, but I still want them there because they're still, you know, they're knowledgeable about rugby. And fair enough, they've probably got a closer affiliation. But I, th- I think the women's game is professional now. No, no, I, I, I don't think so at all. Hey, I, I, I... That, mate, that's fair enough. Stewie, there you go. There's your, there's, there's the response uh, from, from a passionate advocate for women's rugby and rightly so in uh, in our own mr wood oh, yeah, so, yeah stupid fair enough like like you know absolutely the type of opinion i'm not having to go at you mate i, but... suppose, I mean i guess if we want to if we want to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt we're, he's not com- he's not questioning the the gender of the person he's saying maggie alfonsi commentating on the wales games when it's wales yeah, against that's... somebody else as an ex-england star why not have a you know it regardless of gender why not have female uh, why not have uh, welsh, welsh commentators commentating on welsh games and have english commentators commentating on english games but then i suppose that doesn't you know we, we there's plenty there's plenty of yeah, that going I, anywhere that shouldn't really matter I as you really say it's noticed about it. and... yeah but i think they do tend to match up like the nationality i mean I've, i must admit i hadn't noticed from maggie alfonso things so if that happens i don't know why um, but yeah, I, I agree. I want. She's just an ITV pundit. Yeah. Bottom line, isn't she? Um, and and since since ITV have 
got the England games as well, haven't they? No, yeah, England games were. Uh, yeah, I prefer them on BBC. I must admit. But the England games, the, the England games are ITV, aren't they? They were all ITV. Yeah. I prefer the BBC, but I do love the fact that Johnny's on ITV. So you know. So you just want Johnny to move to BBC and then. Uh, then happy we're done. Days. Happy days. Then we're done. Okay, well there we go. We've had it. So yeah, a few comments. No, no new reviews this week, but um, uh, it's always good to hear what you guys have to think, uh, whether we agree or not. It doesn't matter. We, it's, it's good to be able to discuss these things. So keep those comments coming. Uh, emails at England Rugby Pod. Sorry. Emails englandrugbypod at gmail.com, social media at englandrugbypod, and let us know your thoughts. Uh, Dan, this week, well, let's look at last week first of all. We talked, obviously, in our last episode about the the kind of the games that were coming up and the, and the big ones, the ones to watch. I think Woods one to watch this weekend. Last week was, um, which one was it? it was Wasps Worcester. Wasps, Wasps Worcester, that's right, because you said that if Wasps were to you know, cock up, then uh, it puts them in a very difficult position. Uh, they didn't. It was a pretty convincing, well, it, it was a decent result, 28-16. I think probably what was expected. Yeah, I think so. And, and what's interesting now is Wasps are now in a shout for the playoffs. They're only seven points behind Quinns. I mean, this table is so, so tight. Um, it, it is. I mean, the, actually, the, the upset, if you like, of the of the weekend, and I call it an upset, it's not... That's completely the wrong word because the two teams are in fourth and fifth. But Quinn's losing to Sale. I, I would have backed Quinn's, I must admit. Uh, that closed the gap significantly. Uh, so it's now, Quinn's are now 49 points, Sale on 44. Um, in, a, in a sort of, well, in fact, Quinn's, uh, Sale and Bath are now both on 44 because Bath beat Bristol. Quinn's on 49. So that's a very close, that's a very small gap looking for fourth spot. Northampton aren't that far behind on 42. Wasps also on 42. So really, you can go all the way down to eighth. You know, fourth to eighth are massively in contention for that fourth. Probably third to eighth. But yeah, fourth to eighth. I, th- I think Gloucester are probably safe now. Yeah, I mean, they're six points up on Quinns. And they're 11 points up on Sale, which would which is realistically, you know, I think they're safe for a playoff place. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. So top three are probably already confirmed. But yeah, that fourth spot is wide open. Yeah, um, that is weird, isn't it? That like one to eight are all going to playoffs. Fair enough, extra Harrison have got it, and then nine to twelve are all fighting relegation. That this is why I don't want it ring fence. And I, you... but ironically, last week we were talking about the fact that wasps were in contention to be in the in the in the playoff to you know to fighting not to go down. So it's it's I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? It's, I feel like there's not enough teams to have to have the middle of the table section. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that makes the game more exciting. You're either you're either fighting for a top four spot or you're fighting to stay in the Premiership. Yeah, exactly. I think the Premiership is so exciting at the moment. I think Bristol getting the point at Bath, wasn't it? Um, then getting the but losing Bath, bonus point. Bath got the points in. Yeah, but Bath. Bristol got a losing bonus point. Oh, I see what you mean, and, yes. And I think that's huge. That now puts an eight-point gap, which is, of course, is achievable. But I think Bristol... I think they had a hell of a result that weekend. Leicester, I I think it's between the bottom three. I mean, yeah, of course, Bristol is still in it, but I realistically think it's between Leicester, Worcester and Newcastle. Well, uh, Le- Le- Leicester, obviously, let's first say, first of all, apart from the Quinns game, I think all the games, the result came in as we would have expected. Bath beat Bristol, Saracens beat Newcastle, Wasps beat Worcester, Exeter beat Leicester, North, uh, sorry, Gloucester beat Northampton. 
And then obviously the Sale Quinns game was always going to be it could go either way. They were they were both you know, fourth and fifth fighting for the top spot. So it pretty much panned out as you'd expect. Um, but Exeter fifty two, Leicester twenty. I mean, it was a dicking. Exeter are. Exeter just Exeter that good at the moment that they just dick everybody. Exeter are awesome, but Leicester just can't live off past glories anymore. I, it's getting a bit tedious. People saying they're such a you know they're such a strong team historically. They're a stalwart of English rugby. They're not right now. They they Leicester have got some problems, and this weekend, it's my huge. God, they could this this I think could determine their future. Hundred percent. Well, and, and the reason, of course, is that it's Newcastle against Leicester at Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle currently in twelfth, Leicester currently in tenth. I mean, this is this is huge, isn't it? Yeah, mate. This is this is the game of the season. This is absolutely um, match. massive. It's it's just because if Newcastle beats Leicester. Especially if they beat them with a bonus point, Leicester don't get any points. Then, I mean, depending on the Worcester side, I imagine Newcastle and Worcester win. Leicester could be bottom of the table this weekend. Well, okay, for that to happen, though, Worcester have to beat Sale, who are pushing for fourth, while Worcester are struggling down in eleventh. Worcester which, even need to beat Sale or get two bonus points. Which, let's be honest, they're not going to do. Nah, yeah. Um, I, I actually think Leicester are going to beat Newcastle. And ironically, we're saying that one result could see Leicester at the bottom of the table and and potentially a, a, a you know a premier season position, you know, a relegation decision, kind of right right there on the cards. On the flip side, Bristol are not going to beat Saracens. Probably. No, it, where is it? And, it's in, no, they won't. Is it and, Bristol though? Isn't it? Uh, it is at Bristol, but I don't think that's going to make a difference. And I'd actually go so far as to say I think Saracens might ruin them, but we'll see. But Bristol are going to lose to Saracens, in my my predictions. And then if Leicester beat Newcastle, Leicester actually go ahead of Bristol. Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, there's a lot of kind of swings and roundabouts going on. Um, I, oh, I I think Leicester actually are going to be ninth after this weekend. I think Newcastle might beat them. But looking at that Leicester team, when I looked at the Leicester back line, where you have like George Ford, Kyle Eastman, Manu, Johnny May, Tamura, fair enough, he's play, he was playing fullback out of position. But the quality of those players, I just can't believe what's going on there. <laughs> and But don't forget Leicester also. Where Leicester might be in trouble is they've lost both the Young's brothers, yes. who are huge for them. Yeah, that is, that is big. Um, but... George Ford is playing phenomenally well at the moment. He is, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I mean, I know it's one of those games, isn't it, where you kind of, you kind of just can't see them losing, and yet everything that's happened over the past few months suggests that there's every possibility that they'll lose. But then you can't, you can't, you know, you've got to look at the fact that Newcastle are sitting bottom of the table, so they also have been very poor. It's not like it's not like their their you know Newcastle is a, a team. I don't know. It's, it's all well and good to say Leicester shouldn't be there. Therefore, they'll probably lose. You know, they, they, there's a good chance they're going to lose because they're just playing so badly at the moment. When they're clearly playing a little bit better than Newcastle. Yeah, it's um, because if you look at it, the bottom four: Bristol, Leicester, Worcester, and Newcastle all have 
six wins and 12 losses. It's just about bonus points, mm. um, which, you know, that's the point of the system. Um, yeah, Newcastle are bottom of the table. I could see it. I, I, I can't call it. It's at Newcastle. So I think if I had to, you know, if I, if I had to put my car on it, I think I'd go Newcastle. But I, I just can't call it. Just because Leicester's defence at the weekend was so shockingly bad at times that it was actually a little embarrassing. But, I mean, I assume they're going to try, you know, they're going to work their ass off to sort that out. But if they don't, I can't see them winning because they just, they'll just leak tries. Yeah, possibly. I mean, what what do we then say about Newcastle and why they're sitting dead dead last? Yeah, Newcastle have been bad. They've, 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 Newcastle haven't been great this season. They've, they've been bad, but they it tends to be tied to games. Um, hey, look, they're, they're both they're both having shocking seasons. You know, Newcastle made the playoffs last year, yeah, um, and they could well be a championship team next year. So they're both having shocking seasons. And obviously, the reason, like we said last time, the reason we're going through all this is the impact from the England players and how does that affect. Um, you know, the World Cup guys or take it from that point of view. But it's really interesting anyway, just from a sort of English rugby perspective. Um, so you, you're going Leicester to beat Newcastle. Yeah, I think I am. I think I think this could be the deadlock weekend. Um, and I think Leicester, you know, they, 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 they had Exeter sitting very comfortably top of the table last weekend. Um, it was almost a foregone conclusion. What the result was going to be, or, or yeah, maybe not necessarily expecting to be quite such a quite such a big scoreline, but this this weekend I think is different. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm 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 going Leicester. I think Leicester will do it, and I think that I think that we'll we'll go from from saying you know they're on the verge of being bottom of the table to then going well now they're in ninth, and you know sitting pretty close to what what would dead middle be sixth and seventh so two away from being in dead middle of the table so I think Leicester will win this weekend but let's go through the games Newcastle Leicester obviously it's the big one it's would you say it's Woods one to watch this weekend uh Newcastle Leicester for sure yeah uh Gloucester Bath at Gloucester that'll be, that'll be a great one because that's a massive rivalry as well and and actually that's a huge one as well because Bath will be fighting for, obviously, a playoff place. It's, mass- um, it's and Again, I- it's massive. If Bath beat Gloucester, which is which is certainly doable despite the 11-point difference, um, and Northampton beat Quinns, which, again... Maybe- it's, it's doable. Northampton have been playing well. Yeah. So if Bath beat Gloucester and Northampton beat Quinns, there's about a point between 4th to 7th. And I believe... Right? I believe Bath have Quinns in their running as well. I haven't gone that far ahead. I've just looked towards so you might well be right. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting end to the season at both ends of the table. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Gloucester, Bath, who are we going for? I think probably Gloucester. I, I think so. I think, uh, I think in Gloucester with a shed behind them. Yeah, I, I, I think Gloucester will, will get that. Gloucester have got quite a few injuries though. They lost a few. They it took their toll uh, playing against um, Northampton. So that'll be an interesting one. But yeah, I, I think I'm sticking with Gloucester for that. You then got Worcester Sale. Uh, I, I am going Sale. Yeah, I don't think um, Worcester. Are... Although 
yeah, Sale, because they do have a lot to play for. Worcester, <laughs> Worcester have pulled off some great results. Um, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be very close, though. Quinns, Northampton. I mean... Quinns have lost their last three, I believe. Quinns need to win. And, da- um, and Danny Kerr needs a massive game because, of course, with Ben Young's injured and and I believe it's still unknown how long. Is that, is no, they, they took the decision to do the surgery now, so he should be back in time for World Cup uh, training camp. Right, OK. But he's going to miss out on the rest of the season, which is significant. It is, but is that also a good thing for England? Maybe, given the rest. But but in terms, of, well in terms of Eddie Jones wanting someone who's coming off some some decent form... You would think this is Danny Kerr's opportunity to to put himself right back in contention, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would have thought so because then Dan Robson could just run on water for him instead of doing it for Ben Youngs instead. Well, do we know that Dan Robson's going to be back? Because of course he's. Oh, of course he's he's he's, he's, he's injured. Almost... I think yeah, I think Dan Robson. Yeah, of course that's not. Be, I think he might be ruled out because of um, is it's bone marrow deficiency or something? It was it was something. Pretty it, it was serious, a, it was a horrible one. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where he is, but well, um, when when they when the media when they announce they have no idea what the long term impacts are going to be, you you know it's serious because if they had even the slightest inkling that he might be okay, they would spin a, spin it in a, as positive a way as possible. I would expect. Um, if, so it's yeah, a bit if, if they don't give a time frame, it means it's going to be a long time. So I think Dan Robson is probably out of contention, um, which is worrying for England because if if. If Danny Kerr is selected and ends up being our starting nine because of injuries and things, we've effectively got our third choice scrum half starting for a World Cup. Is he our third choice? Though? I'm not on paper. Yeah. Uh, well, I say on paper. On Eddie Jones's piece of paper, I, I believe he's third choice. Yeah. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Um but you've also got uh, Wigglesworth, of course, and is it Spencer as well at Saracens? Well, so Sp- Spencer is currently the because if you remember, Spencer was called up um, when Dan Robson got injured as as his cover, and they said at the time because Danny Care and Wigglesworth were unavailable through injury, Spencer was called up. So Spencer is obviously being looked at as you know quite far down the pecking order. Yeah. Do you think Danny Kerr was dropped because he's got the same initials as Danny Cipriani? Who? Oh, and he got. Oh, maybe it was confusion. Maybe he just said DC. Yeah, I don't. I don't want DC, don't want DC anywhere near this team. Get, and, get and, DC the fuck and, out of my sight. And yeah. the others just. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, and then we got there. He's like, "Where's that? Where's that short guy? Yeah, where's where's <laughs> where's Daniel? Where, where's where's Ben Youngs too? That's so harsh. <laughs> Danny Kerr is an awesome player. I love Danny Kerr. The second um, most capped scrum half ever. After Ben Youngs, yeah, so yeah, probably uh, probably deserves a little more respect. But anyway, we did, we're not giving it clearly. Uh, so yeah, Worcester Sale, we're going to Sale. Quinns Northampton. No, we got that. Sorry, that was the one. Quinns Northampton. Um, t- what do you think? Uh, I I think Quinns need a big game. Um, then it's at not home. Been great. It's yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Quinns. I think I agree. So that's what I've gone. Then you have got Bristol Saracens. That's Saris. I'm giving Saris five points. I think they'll bonus point it. Even though you're saying that you know, it's at Bristol and Bristol have got big performances in them, I just think that now as the, as the end of the season draws near, Saris and Exeter are just too strong. I, yeah, I, I think so. I wonder if uh, Saris will start resting players. It doesn't seem to matter. I wonder Maybe. if they'll give young Tommy Farrell a run out. 
<laughs> Maybe a little early, but yeah, we, <laughs> we shall see. And then Exeter against Wasps, it's Exeter for the win. And I again, I'm I'm going bonus point. Yeah, Exeter are immense at the moment. And did you see how well Don Armand's playing? <laughs> I, it, obviously, it's obviously. apparently irrelevant, but yeah, you know, he he, um, he is epic at the moment. Um, we we did have a tweet. It wasn't actually directed. Well, it was sent to us. It was sent to us by. It was sent to us, the rugby podcast, and the rugby pod. So we, this person, the sergeant major, as he's known on Twitter, believes. That thank we, you for your service, sir. That that we. Um, what are they? that's that is that is. Uh, us obviously, I think that's egg chasers. No, the rugby pod, I believe, I, is that not um, Goody and uh, yeah, yeah, the rugby pod is Goody, and then rugby podcast at rugby podcast uh, is egg that's chasers. egg chasers. Yeah, I believe so, so yeah. the three of us have been muddled in, which is always nice to hear. We've been we've well, clearly yeah, been why, promoted. Why the to, hell are we in that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he meant to write England rugby uh, <laughs> yeah. and and it just auto-filled to England rugby pod, but we'll take it. Anyway, anyway, he says, Slade and JJ, both man of the match performances today. Who does Eddie Jones pick for the World Cup? Uh, I think he takes Slade. both. I think he takes both. Yeah, I think you take both. Uh, JJ's looking good. I, I think Slade is the, is the current holder of the shirt. Because he's got it, and therefore it's up to someone else to do more to take it away from him. And you know, when because when one because of those two is man. No, I think I think because he deserves it on performances. There you go. Question. That's, Sergeant that's Major. Why, Short and sweet that answer. Yeah, I, I think Slade at the moment would be my uh, would be my number thirteen. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so final thing on the on the. Premiership for this weekend, then. So my predictions are seeing the only change in the table is Bristol and Leicester swapping places. Oh, I, I don't think that will happen. I mean, that's based on the on the on the predictions that we've just made for the results. I think Bristol will lose, but sneak a bonus point. Because I think Saracens will put out a weak team, but I still think they'll win. But I think Bristol they'll will lose sneak. by less than seven. Even that, or they'll get four tries because it'll be a loose game. But I think they'll get a bonus point, and I don't think Leicester will win. You don't think Leicester will win? Oh, okay. No, no, no. I was, I'm, I'm sticking with Newcastle. Oh, fair enough. So, uh, well, anyway, I mean, uh, it, it's good that we have a we have a different opinion on that game because it is Woods one to watch this weekend. It certainly is, yeah. That that one that one will be a good game. That's one to watch. And for Leicester, this is huge. Uh, it's really interesting. It's really. Is this good for England? What the how but, close the, the the Premiership is? How close the Premiership is? How many potential England players are? You, you know, having to fight relegation. But is is this level of competition? Is this level of intensity? Does does part of that make it a good thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, is this not a great rehearsal for knockout rugby, where where every game potentially knocks you out of the Premiership? It's great rehearsal if it doesn't exhaust you. I just, I don't know. I, I'm 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 not a fan of the whole. Don't you know they're. They're playing too hard. Uh, they need to save it. You know how do you how do you bring more to a game if if the most you've ever brought before is? Do you know what I mean? Like if 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 you play a, a certain 
um, intensity throughout the season, how can you be expected to bring more for a World Cup without knowing what more looks like? Yeah, it's a tough one. But then if you look at the way extra are playing, if people are playing with that level of confidence and that level of skill, which maybe they don't need the same intensity as perhaps it's going to happen uh, at Newcastle Leicester this weekend. Um, I just think we're far enough out. I mean, obviously injuries aside, because that's a whole other thing. I don't know if that's what you're getting at, but you know, obviously we don't want to risk injuries. But assuming that we, you know, not assuming, but if if injuries aside. I think the intensity is a good thing. I don't see that, that that an intense last few games of this season are going to have a dramatic impact on how the guys play in what we now... Uh, it'll be May, June, July, August, September, October... Six months' time? Yeah. It's half uh, a year before they before the World Cup. And I know there's training camps and things in, in between and there's the Barwas game and various other things, but we're currently six months out, more than six months out from the World Cup. I don't think we need to be thinking about resting people now with a with you know with a view to that World Cup in half a year's time. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's not about resting. I think I'm looking at it more from an emotional toll perspective. I, I well, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I I don't think you can under prepare though for the emotional toll that 80 minutes of rugby, you know, needing to go, you know, needing a W to not fly home. Is going to have like you need to have been in a situation where it doesn't matter how pretty it is, you just got to win. Train hard, fight easy, and that's going to be the case for Leicester. The way things are going, you know, they they they're going to be fighting to the last minute. So, I think for the given that there's so many England players involved in that, I think it's great for them to be put in this position where they have to, you know, and obviously this is all caveated by the fact that this is assuming they do survive the premiership i think they come away from that uh, survival you know with a really good uh, with really good experience of what it's like to have to just do whatever it takes which i think would be valuable for the world cup uh, obviously if the worst was to happen then uh, that's a whole another <laughs> it's a whole another story and, and a whole another discussion yeah but it's um but i'll tell you what like so just looking at it as a whole Premiership rugby at the moment is awesome. It's so like interesting. It's so exciting. Every match matters. You can't ring fence it. Please don't ring fence it. The powers that be. It would just. It would take away so much. Like we're talking about these games this weekend, from sort of an England perspective, but also just from a massive rugby fan perspective. We would not be having these conversations at all if it was ring fence. It'd just be like, oh yeah, well bottom of the plane, third from bottom. Let's ignore that match. Let's just see. Yeah, I, I mean, it takes away so much and it takes away a lot from sport. But, uh, I mean, uh, no, I, you can't ring fence it in my mind. And, you know, it's Irish who are likely coming up. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And And London Irish have long been members of the Premiership. Should they not be given the... Oh, absolutely! To, to come back in, I, I think if you'd ring fence it, they they may well add another team or so. Um, well, obviously, yeah. Looking at the Premiership, you've obviously got London Irish, but then after that, I don't think any that have really been. been to, to, uh, Richmond, Hartbury, Scottish, Coventry, Doncaster, Nottingham, Carnegie, Pirates, 
Bedford Blues, Jersey Reds, Ealing are the other teams in the championship. So yeah, I, I, London Irish is the. It, it's. I mean, I guess the issue is there is that one team, but does that make it exciting? So it's always pretty much the same team that wins the championship, and the same, and then and then one of, you know, and then someone goes down. And the one that goes down wins the championship the following season, except where Bristol were concerned a few years back. Uh, that was so. That, that was, well, the championship playoffs were immense. <laughs> I understand, but you can't. It wasn't really sustainable because if if there's a playoffs, the team going up can't build for the Premiership. So it was a sort of. It wasn't. It wasn't right. It wasn't working, and I think they were right to stop them. But um, you're right. The championship. That's that's a wider issue, I think, because the championship at the moment, I mean, half those teams couldn't come up. Like they wouldn't yeah. have the facilities, well, wouldn't exactly. have the money. But you know, there are teams there that can do that. I, I think Ealing were in a position where they could. Uh, Yorkshire Carnegie um, sort of could if they were in it. Uh, Irish obviously can. So it's and, and also just from the Premiership survival perspective. I mean, could you imagine if Leicester went down? I mean, so so you asked me the question about do I think it's a, a worry, um, you know, and, and a concern for the World Cup from an England perspective. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I am worried that there might be the longer Leicester are fighting this relegation battle. I am worried that there's going to be a mental drain. Yes, they've got time, but I hope they're I hope they're dealt with. If it just goes from you know, say they survive on the last day for argument's sake, and mm-hmm. but they're just absolutely exhausted. They had a shit season. They're not feeling great. Yeah, they're happy they've survived, but they're not feeling great about their position. Then it's straight into England camp. I think I hope they're given the time they need to get that out of their system. So yeah, to me, it's just like yeah. I I actually think though that 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 England camp gives them an opportunity to put the the poor performances behind them and go right. I'm going to now it's a re- chance to refocus with. The guys that I know are, you know, the elite in England, and I've been selected as one of them. I think you come at it from a different perspective mentally. Um, it, it, it depends, but if they went down, they're also well, that, like, that, yeah, yeah, where, that, where that, like I said before, that's a whole other shit in hell. Are me and my family going to be living next year? You know, oh. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, does that therefore, from a, from an England perspective, is that not an argument for ring, ring fencing? Um, so yes, in in theory, but um, it, it can't just be about that. I mean, it, it needs to be. There needs to be. I think if you ring fence, so you lose throughout the season, you lose maybe a level of intensity that we were chatting about earlier. No, I, I agree. I, I I I'm not for ring fencing. I'm I'm, I'm posing the questions. Uh, I I I like the fact that you can have situations like this where you know. Red brick teams, if you like, are are in threat, uh, you know, under threat. And I like the fact that it creates the intensity that it's creating for the England players. I I actually think it's a positive um, rather than a worry. I think it's going to bring more out of them, certainly in an England shirt. And, you know, hopefully, because we don't want to see Leicester go down, um, but hopefully it brings more out of them in their Leicester shirt in in their final four games. It's uh yeah, and I think rugby at the moment, rugby at the moment is like your girlfriend from uni, freaking crazy. It's um just everything that's going on. It like this Premiership, Leicester potentially going down. 
Falau being an absolute bellend. Uh, it's the 10 year anniversary of like the Bloodgate. You've got Sail Sharks props who are having more white powder than a baker. Um, what else? There was something else going on. But oh yeah, Shabao singing "I Would Walk 500 Miles" dressed as a came out. I still don't get that. I, I nothing no against it. No one gets but it. But I was just but like, he's, what he's, ret- the... he's retired, right? Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is this wackadoo doing, man? Like, does anyone know he's doing this? Is this is this all right? I quite like uh, it. It, it, I quite liked it. It, yeah. it. it reminded me of I don't know watching like a university varsity game or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. That was, was Tim the Bomb. <laughs> yeah, exactly like Tim the Bomb, except uh, with clothes. Chabelle's, Chabelle's thinner, and um, and wearing clothes, and more hair. But then in fairness, a newborn baby has more hair than Tim the Bomb. So this is true. Um, Moving on. Yeah, I hope he listens. Um, Probably not. So yeah, rugby at the moment is just going a bit weird, but there's excitement with that as well. Like it's not it's not all bad. There has been some negative press from rugby, but when something's this exciting, this must be good for the sport to grow it as well, right? Like surely if people people who are perhaps fringe rugby players, if they hear what's going on, then they like are oh, one of the top teams. It'd be like we're not particularly. Fo-. I mean, I, I I quite like football, but say you're not a massive football fan, but. If you heard that Man U might be getting relegated, I think you're paying a bit more attention. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. So yeah, um, if, it, if, it, if it gives gives more exposure to the game, I think that's a good thing. I mean, it's a World Cup year, so I think it, it's going to have a massive boost anyway. It always does. Um, you know, brings the uh, the non rugby fans out of the woodwork, and they all start pitching in with their opinions that they clearly don't know what they're talking about. But um, you know, it's a, it's a free world, free speech, and all that. Although, interestingly. What what is the impact of that? You look at look at uh, Falau and what's going on over there. And what are your thoughts on? There's obviously been talk, and they've been very careful about the wording that the Australian RFU are discussing. His, yeah, I. Yeah, they haven't they haven't sacked him. They're discussing what to do, and I have no doubt that the most important factor in that is there's a World Cup looming. I mean, he's just done. He's just scored. He's the he's the record try scorer uh he's just scored his 60th try and he's done it in six seasons i think it is or five seasons and i think the previous record of 59 took 11 seasons it's uh he's like that's not he's a great player i need to be a bit careful here because um my missus actually said to me in the week she's like if you talk about that be careful because you have a you have a propensity to exaggerate the situation. I was like, I was so surprised, mate. I almost tripped over my cock. Um, do you like that one? Uh, but looking at it, look, to me, Falau has the right to believe whatever he believes, I think. But what, what, what was the point of it? What, what like It was just stupid. It was absolutely... I mean, I, I personally find it vile, but it, it, ignoring that, I, I also want to be careful that I'm not trying to sit here on my high horse like all the time. No, no, no. People, people are entitled to their opinions. That is, you know, that's that's part of the world we live in and, and you can't argue with that. You can, you can argue with their opinion. Um, you, I think if you choose to publicly share your opinion, you, you, you know... You, you should have the expectation that those that disagree with you have every right to tell you that they disagree with you. The question, I, the question is, um, how does this or how should this impact his career? Oh, he should be kicked out. I, I, I believe he should be. Fa- so 
here's the thing. If he believes that, what was the point in it? If he's genuinely saying, I, I like, I think Jesus is saying you're doing that. You can word it so differently. You can say, this is what I believe. And this is how I think you can be saved. Please feel free to get in contact and I can do it. Not just have, just spew well, he vile. Just, yeah, I mean, he just, he just, you know, he, 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 yeah, kind of, he, tried, was, he tried to hide uh, homosexuality as, um, you know, in amongst crime, basically. <laughs> Uh, and then said that all these people were going to go to hell and that Jesus yeah. could save them, or something along those lines. I can't remember the exact wording. Um, and yeah, 100%. And it was... Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think the Australian... Apart from anything else, a year ago, when this happened a year ago, they, they sat him down and they said, you know, you have a responsibility as a member of the Australian rugby team to to kind of hold your tongue a little bit like you're entitled to your opinions but you know you're in a position of um of, of huge exposure and that's not for your own agenda therefore and they tried to put a kind of i don't know what the word was they used but they tried to sort of hold hold him back in terms of how much he was using social media yeah they, they so i would argue that restriction, i would argue but... that it's not about actually it's not about your personal opinion you for your your job said you're not allowed to do x mm. And you did it anyway. And yeah, on that basis, exactly. you completely ignored your bosses um, and you went ahead and did something they told you not to do. So on that on that basis, they should sack him. Will they? I, 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 I well, don't know. He's, he, he's such a good player. I like there's a headline saying he may never play rugby again. I, I think that probably is too harsh. I think this has to be his last chance. But, mate, you're 100% right. If you work for an organisation, say you worked for... Amazon or something, you have to go along with their their beliefs, their like their yeah, ethos or get a different as a job. company, their DNA. So, like, if you worked for Amazon and you thought that you should pay tax, then you know you should be fired because <laughs> clearly Amazon don't believe that. But it's you have to. Like, you're right. It, it, it's not about his beliefs. It's about the ethics and the, the morals of of the Australian Rugby Football Union as a whole. Yeah, and if he point, doesn't yeah. fall in line with that, he's got to expect to be punished. Yeah. But I don't think that there can be. Oh, he's got to be given another chance. I think he will. I think they're going to go. It's too important. You know, Australia have been pretty poor in recent times, and he's he's a key part of that team. Um, and I'd be very interested to to know what the rest of the team thinks. Well, especially as Pocock is such a sort of pro gay campaigner, it, that must there must be some animosity there, but. If and this this is because I think the, get the, me... the players are not going to say he's too important to us. We're going to pretend it's okay. They're going to say no. you know that it's not. It, there are more important things than than having your your best fullback. You just have your second best fullback, who becomes your best because you haven't got the best anymore. He, he is so this uh, purely from a rugby perspective. I want him to play in the World Cup because I think he's an incredible player. From a from moral and personal perspective, I don't think he should be allowed to play. But I, I would want to see him there because I think he's an amazing rugby player. But I, I don't think you can get a, like the sale, the sale prop who got caught doing. And I, 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 I like made a joke about it earlier. I, I don't know his situation, so I'm not gonna. But you know, he's been he's he's been dealt with, and it's been and you know there there is a way back for him and. Potentially, there should be a way back for Falau. Like, I, I don't think you should be punished for life, but 
he needs to now, the fact is, he really needs to just do what he's told. And if he's not willing to do that, he should walk straight away. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that he should be that there should be a way back. I agree with you. I'd like to see him play for for the rugby, but I just think he's made it so clear that this is a a belief of his that he feels strongly enough about that he's going to ignore, you know, a direct request from his employer uh, not to do what exactly what he's just done to say this is your last warning. Like it's not like he made a a, a, a fatal mistake. You know, it was an an entirely intentional thing that went directly against the the sort of requests of his employer, and and I I just think there's no there's no space place for it, and it should a hundred percent. Yeah, people will say, what's it got to do with rugby, and it shouldn't be up to rugby to determine all this stuff. Oh yeah, a hundred percent should. But be. but it should be because because he is a uh, an ambassador of yeah, the game. Yeah, an ambassador of the game and an ambassador of Australia. Um, and he has responsibilities. You know, politicians can't go around doing that. No, I mean, regardless of what they think, and when they do, they get they get found out and they get fired. Yeah. So it, the same should should apply here. And I, more importantly, though, what are Australian RFU going to do, in your opinion? I think they will fire him. I think they'll sack him. You know, do it, make a statement. Yeah, I watch think so. this space. Um, and, and guys, let us know what you think. Um, obviously, people have different opinions. So if you if you think that you know differently to us, or, or you agree with us, get in touch. Uh, Twitter at England Rugby Pod, Facebook, uh, or you can email us uh, England Rugby Pod at gmail and let us know your thoughts. Um, so yeah, moving moving on, and it's a bit of a sour note. Is there anything positive we can end on? Um, what what positive can we end on? Um, oh God, you you caught me there. Uh, I, I, I don't know what what I, I can't think of anything. Well, how how exciting the Premiership is! How exciting rugby is! How amazing this weekend is going to be watching the rugby. Indeed. So the three games we've got, obviously Woods won to watch this weekend: Newcastle against Leicester. But don't Friday night be shy about watching Bath against Gloucester or Northampton against Quinns because they're both pretty vital games as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a great weekend for rugby. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be. A blast. Um, right, well, guys, on that note, I think we'll probably leave you to it because we've, we've kept you for too long already. Um, but uh, we will be back next week with all of the latest news. We're trying to just get ourselves back into the tu- regular Tuesday slot. Um, so I think next week will be Wednesday if we can manage it. And then we'll try and be back on the Tuesday slots from then on. Um, but yeah, reach out to us, rate us, review us on iTunes if you get the opportunity. It takes five minutes, really helps us out. Uh, Get in touch as well. Let us know what you think. And if there's anything you would like us to cover, obviously there are no games at the moment. Um, so, you know, your ideas, we have a few already and we will be utilising them, but your ideas are really welcome at the moment just to give us some ammunition for the for the week's episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I think at the moment we're probably talking a lot broader rugby than just England because it's a bit of a downtime in the England thing. But obviously, as... Um, as the World Cup builds up, we are going to be just throwing up England rugby all over everyone. Oh, everywhere. <laughs> right, guys, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week.